Hey, it's Casey Cheshire from EO Boston. It's an honor for my team at Ringmaster to partner with EO Atlanta to produce this great podcast. If you're interested in an experience share around what it takes to launch a podcast, how to be a better host, or a great guest, shoot me an email at casey at ringmaster.com. And now back to the show. Entrepreneurship is hard. So let's fix that and dive into our hero's journeys. This is Taking Flight, an entrepreneur's journey, and I'm Sarah Torville. Join me as we delve deep into the passions, expertise, and experiences of those already in flight. This show is sponsored by EO Atlanta. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another, well, I know it's going to be another amazing show of the EO Atlanta Taking Flight podcast. So it's, I'm giving something away as well. Like, don't look at this because I'm kind of giving away who I'm about to talk to in a minute. So how that's a bit, um, shouldn't have done that, but never mind. It's giving you an idea of the quality of the guests we have on our show. She is a small business owner who grew up drinking all sorts of nutritional concoctions, which instilled in her a passion for health and nutrition. She focuses on making her brand healthier, accessible, and affordable. She is the owner and the CEO of Arden's Gardens. I've given it away anyway, but Leslie Zinn, welcome to the show. Oh, Sarah, it's great to be here. Fabulous. I'm so excited to have you on the show, especially when I'm at a time in my life when I'm really focusing on health. And I know part of that's going to be part of our conversation today. So um, so let's get going. And please, like, Leslie, share with us, like, when you started your entrepreneur, entrepreneurial journey, what did you get right? So what I got right was right before I decided to join Arden's Garden in 1995, I was applying to med schools. And I had previously had a job in marketing where I made good money, but at the end of the day, I just didn't feel proud of how many shirts I sold. And right. so I said, oh, I need to have, I need to do something with purpose that's meaningful for me. And I said, oh, I'd like to help other people. I wanna be a doctor. So I was applying to med schools. I was taking the MCATs, all of that stuff. And when I went for the interviews in med school, I realized how hierarchical it was. And it felt like I would put on a sweater that was 10 sizes too small. I just was like, this is not for me. And so Arden's garden was kind of in formation. I mean, my mother had bought the juicer. She was juicing in the back of the health food store. And so she invited me to join, to come and help. And I thought, okay, at that this point, I can help other people through providing healthy products. And I also can be in a free environment, not in a hierarchical area where I'm going to feel constrained. So what I got right is that I found my purpose and my passion. I knew that I needed to do something that meant something to me. Yeah. And I was willing to give up a regular paycheck in order to do that with uh, a lot of freedom. So that's what I definitely, I was all in from day one. Right. That's incredible. So actually to turn down, I mean, you had a, obviously this book burning passion inside of you, you knew what you knew feeling restricted was not going to work for you. A hundred percent. I, I had been in a fairly open flowing marketing company. It was a small company. I had a lot of freedom, so I didn't feel it in that position, but what I did feel was not no purpose. And then in the med school setting, I felt that constraint and I just Mm -hmm. knew this is not for me. I cannot be around all these authority figures every single day and kowtowing. So 
Yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to that. Yeah, but that also says a lot about Leslie how much you knew yourself. Because I yes. think sometimes when you're young, it's sometimes difficult to know yourself enough. But you were you were very self aware. Yes, I wasn't that young. I was thirty at that okay. point. Okay. 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 That's still young, I suppose, but yes, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. 30, we kind of feel like we should be kind of figuring out what we're all about. Um, so who were your co-pilots on the journey that you've taken? So when we started, my brother was the CEO. My mother was the visionary and I was the co-pilot. Right. And then uh, in 1999, my brother came to me and he said, I don't want to work with you anymore. Either you need to go or I need to go. Right. I was floored. I thought we were the perfect partners. I right. didn't see it coming at all. This is where family business can be very hard on families. Yeah. And we ended up going to family business counseling, which is actually a thing at Kennesaw State University. And we went to family business counseling for a year. And at the end of the year, the counselor said, hey, I think that Arden's Garden would be better served with Leslie leading and Edge you selling your uh, equity. And right. so that's what we did. So for the first four years, it was um, my brother and I who were the co-pilots with my mom definitely leading the path. And then ever yeah. since then, uh, I've had a uh, COO who has been my uh, go-to person, Victor Gaffney. Right. And what I learned about myself with my brother is that um, I'm the type of person that I don't like to be alone. So mm -hmm. you can be behind me or with me, beside me. You don't even have to be doing that much. And I'm not saying that they didn't do yeah. that much. Yeah. yeah, They did a lot. But having someone with me empowers me so much more and makes me right. so much better. So right. that was something I knew because I had a brief maybe two-year period where I didn't have that person beside me and I felt right. it. Right. Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, you're right. A business part. So, I mean, business part, well, you, I don't know if you're calling them business partners, but so you need pilots, a great, yeah. a great designation. Yeah, exactly. So, but that must've been such a challenge to go from doing it with your brother as a family unit to then it's not. And then it becomes more like a company because now you have a COO. Yeah. Sarah, that was one of the hardest times for me. Mm -hmm. because I thought we were a great partnership. So everything right. that I was good at, he wasn't and vice right. versa. Yeah. We're a manufacturing company. I'm a woman. Like, I don't know much about machinery. Yeah. I don't know about much about systems, et cetera. And so that was very, very scary for me to not have that knowledge and know-how mm -hmm. on my team. Right. Can I ask, um, what, I hope I can ask this. What's your brother doing now? Like, did he go on and do something which really pleases his soul? He would have to answer that. He okay. did not ever open another company. He invests okay. in real estate, but okay. the, the whole experience was very, very difficult on our relationship. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, but incredible that you managed. Did you say the gentleman's name was Arthur? Who was your co-part? Who was the Victor. Oh, Arthur, Victor. They sound like... <laughs> Victor, but finding Victor, I mean, you're right. I mean, and I can say that because I've just announced in the last few weeks, my new um, business partner, who is also the kind of the operational person. Mm -hmm. And you start to see, even in these early days, the difference that those individuals make on a business is incredible. Yes. Victor, yeah. he started off just as a friend that would come hang around and be like, I can help you with this. Right. I can help you with that. And before I knew it, I was like, 
you can't help me with all this without being paid. Right. And he just brought something to the team that I absolutely did not have. We would not be where we are without him 100%. Amazing. So, so it ended that that piece ended really well. I'm glad, really glad to hear, hear that. So, so what kind of, what challenge do you think that, you know, you and your team have had to kind of solve recently? Is there anything really kind of big or something maybe you're going, going through right now? Yeah. So one of the issues that we've always had um, for the end of time is that we have a lot of byproduct from the juices that we make. It's pulp, either fruit or vegetable pulp. And we've just been throwing it away. So over the years, um, sometimes we would have people that wanted to use it for composting, but we generate such a large amount. It's very hard for people to handle. So it was always being really focused on the planet and sustainability. We really wanted to do our part. So we introduced two initiatives in the last year that have been so exciting. One is that we are upcycling the pulp into food. So we're upcycling it into uh, crackers and we're upcycling it into functional foods. And the other thing that we got the opportunity in back in January the city of East Point, where both of our plants are located, called us and they said, there's an urban farm that's going up for sale and it's gonna be snatched up by developers and we right. wanna keep it a farm. Could right. you partner with them? And so I right. went that day, I met the farmer, uh, Queen Yen is her name. She's running okay. an organic urban farm right in the middle of East Point, which is a food desert for those of you that don't right. know. And we need we need healthy food in these areas and we definitely need urban farms because people are totally disconnected from where their food comes from. So Yen and I, I was able to purchase the farm and as part of our partnership, she is going to be using the remainder of our pulp to compost. She's going to sell some of the compost that she makes and she's going to use the rest of it to grow these organic vegetables, which we in turn will use to make some of our plant based foods. So we have the full cycle happening in three miles. It's just incredible. We're so excited. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Is this recent? Yeah, we just bought it in January. Oh my gosh. Okay. So now you have a place that you can support sustainably. You're not, so you're not trashing anything away with all your pulp. You're supporting the, you know, the growth of other, with other fruit and vegetables, et cetera. It's a win-win, right? That's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. so excited about it. So how did you, I mean, that sounds like it was all a bit serendipitous. It's like you had a pain point and it, but the pain, but the, the solution came to you. Was there any, oh, I mean, maybe there's, I'm sure there's more to it than that. What, what, what are the learnings from that? And, and that you can Be share Be active there. in your community. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, that's definitely, you know, be a yeah. resource to the people that l- live and work around you, have people yeah. know you be very present. Um, yes. you know, it's just been, it, it's amazing. It really is amazing. We're so excited about it. And if you ever come, you know, our most popular store, we have 16 stores in the Atlanta right. area. Our right. most popular store by a mile is East Point. Right. And we never planned for that. We opened yeah. our plant in East Point because it's the only place we could afford. This is in right. 2002, you know, it was right. our first plant that we bought. And people just banged down the door to get in. You know, we, right. we bought the building with a locked door and we didn't even have the money to, to remove the, um, 
you know, the lock on the front door. So people had to knock and they would be like, can we come in and buy juices? And we would run to the cooler and we'd bring them back. And then we finally put a cooler up front and we had a little cookie tin that held the cash. We didn't take credit cards, nothing like that. And then just over time, we start, you know, more and more people came. And by 2014, it was our number one store. And so what that tells me as a, as an entrepreneur is that uh, food deserts desperately need access to healthy foods. Right. And we need to be brave enough and smart enough and willing to go to these underserved areas mm -hmm. because uh, they will support you. And that's what East Point did for us. It was the yeah. best move. I was terrified to move here in 2002. Right. I grew up in Atlanta, yeah. never been to East Point. Never. Okay. I don't even just, know where East Point is. Sorry. See? There Isn't you go. It's, it's right near the airport. Okay. Okay. But it's not, you know, the thing is, nobody knows where it is, but it's no. literally 15 minutes from downtown Atlanta. Yeah, it's nothing. No. Nothing. So our move here, we were terrified. We're like, oh, my gosh, we moved from 14th yeah. Street and Howell Mill. Right. That you were you very know? central. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we, it was amazing. And they've supported us. And so being really a very vibrant part of the community has yeah. helped us, you know, with this opportunity. I love that. And that is a great lesson lesson for any entrepreneur because I think we you know we question like I know I question sometimes not not the value of networking we all appreciate that but like, like yeah what things should you be involved in your in your community and you know how do you get far enough involved and um but seeing those returns like that happen like you say someone to reach back out to you um is, is incredible I mean maybe you can give me an idea Leslie's like what type of things were you doing in your community for people to know that, that you were there, apart from obviously having a location, was there anything else? You, were you attending any rotaries? I don't know, anything else going on? Well, I also, so I live in College Park. So East Point and College Park are neighbors. I mean, you can literally, right. okay. you know, live in College Park and walk to East Point in one minute, right. you know? Right. So uh, I personally was involved in the, our BIDA board, which is the Business and Industrial Development Authority. So. Okay. The thing about smaller communities is it's a little bit easier to get involved, to yeah. know your neighbors, uh, especially yeah. in our community. Maybe it's a little, but even if you're, I was in Atlanta previously yeah. and I knew everyone in my neighborhood and the more people that you get out and speak to, maybe not for the purpose of networking exactly, but we felt very committed to East Point because East Point felt very committed to us. Right. You know, it was yeah. a synergy that happened. So you have to, if you're putting it out there to help other people or be on a committee, it has to be bringing something back to you as well. Yeah. And so the synergy yeah. is just there. So yeah. yes, over time, uh, I mean, we were involved at East Point begrudgingly at first because um, we didn't want to be there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, Look how that turned around. Right. It's it. amazing. Yeah. It's it just amazing. amazing. I love that story. So, Leslie, many of our listeners and our watchers always uh, are telling me about, um, you know, they're just their need and hunger to learn. And so there's books, there's podcasts, there's all types of things that people are inquisitive about. Um, is there any, any key kind of podcast book or something that you would like to share that you think has been a bit of a game changer in your journey? Yes. So there are two books that I read um, probably in 2020. So I've been on a health journey, as I've said many times before, my mother was a health nut way before people were health nuts. Right. You know, she really was feeding my brother and I the grossest combinations of food. 
okay. growing up. Mm -hmm. And so we grew up with this. And in a way, when you grow up like that, you kind of rebel, right? So right. even though yeah. I was working in a plant-based business and we were very focused on health, I was yeah. eating whatever the heck I wanted. And, you know, as we talked earlier, over time, uh, whatever the heck you want to eat doesn't serve you right. and your body will not take it in. And so anyhow, um, over time, I started adopting a lot of the things that my mother was espousing. I became right. my mother to some extent, <laughs> you know, not yeah. a big extent. Anyhow, I would say back in uh, 2019, 2020, even though my mother had been a follower of Dr. Joel Furman for 25 years and we were selling his books in our stores, I'd never picked up one, never. And I read his book, um, Eat to Live, which is a wonderful book. Yeah, and at the same time, uh, maybe right after that book, I read Dr. Greger's book, How Not to Die. So it's kind right. of perfect, Eat to Live, How Not to Die. And um, those books really educated me on the foods and their functionality. You know, I used for a long time, I used to think, okay, if I eat this, it's gonna make me fat. Yeah. Or if I eat this, it's gonna make me skinny. But food does so much more for us than make us fat or skinny. You know, yeah. it affects our happiness, our anxiety, our depression, yeah. uh, our longevity, our mental clarity. And so those books really taught me about the individual foods and it made it easier for me to make better choices. Right. Ah, okay. What a two great recommendations. Eat to live, how not to die. Yep. And eat, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be picking those books up myself. So, okay. um, that's wonderful. Thank you. So what excites you about the future? What does your future of flight look like? So what excites me about the future is I think that um, America has a huge opportunity to improve our health. You know, we are going down a path that is very scary. Everything around us is white processed food. Yeah. We think that food comes out of bags, that it stays good for years on the shelf and that yeah. it's going to sustain us. And it's not. Mm -hmm. And even people want to be healthy, A, they have no idea, how should I be healthy? What should yeah. I do? What is the right choice? And B, if they make the decision, whichever direction they want to go in, well, where do they get those foods? Where do they get those drinks? And so we want to be the provider. We want to be the provider of education. Right. And we want to be the provider of products. So we want to make it easy for people to be healthy because it's not, it's not easy to be healthy. No. So no, we think there's a huge opportunity. We see it every day in our stores, people making yeah. valiant efforts to improve their health and, and yeah. they actually are yeah. doing it. Okay. So it's so inspiring to work with these people on a daily basis. And we just want to continue to do so. So do you, I don't know if you're comfortable sharing this, Leslie, but what about gardens, gardens and the opportunity there? Like you say, America needs to get healthy. Mm -hmm. like, do you think gardens, gardens, I mean, it's, I've got some nice examples here, mm -hmm. um, but I feel like I'm on one of those, um, those TV programs where I kind of point out which one <laughs> you should right now. Um, but do you think, um, is that an opportunity? Will, will you always say like a juice? Do you think you might move? No, we're going to, we are branching out into plant-based food. So one okay. of, so as um, as a mom, like I have four children yeah. and I try, I don't, A, I don't like to cook and B, I don't have a lot of time, you yeah. know? So yeah. I'm trying to make it, I see how hard it is for me and I have resources available to me. Yeah. So I said to yeah. our chef, you know, it would make it so much easier to eat healthy if there were sauces that we could just put on top of 
fresh vegetables or fresh grains or fresh beans or whatever it is that you want. And all you have to do is make the components, which anyone can steam vegetables or they yeah. can, you know, yeah. cook beans. And then you just pour the sauce on top. Yes. So we're trying to, you know, make it easy but delicious. So it's not right. hard and it's not a penalty. It's not a punishment, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, we're definitely branching out into sauces into uh whole foods um upcycling everywhere we can we're making crackers we're making functional foods these little balls that are like good for your uh uplifting your mood yeah you know, there are foods that yeah. make you happier so we're trying to do that so you get to eat something tasty and there's a byproduct of you're going to be happier by by eating it i love that so the ethos is around um, health, but also, like I say, not specifically weight loss or anything, but mm -hmm. more about how you feel from what you're digesting. A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. If you give your body incredible fuel, yeah. they are amazing machines yes. and they heal very quickly. Like you will right. feel a difference within some people one day, some people one week. It really depends on how toxic you are. You know, some yeah. people have to go with, through withdrawal, like caffeine is yeah. Tough if you decide to go off caffeine, some people don't. Yeah. That's cool. But, you know, all of the processed foods that we eat are very addictive and getting off them are is hard. Mm -hmm. You know? know, I've been on that journey this week. I hear you. I've been on it and I'm doing it. That's so, right. But yeah. you feel but you're you're on I the just, other side. Yes. I so you so can much. speak to how's it feel? Yeah, no, I feel I mean, so many benefits already. I feel much clearer in the head. So mm -hmm. people who don't know, so I started this thing, I'm not going to promote what it is, but it's like you go into keto phase where you are fat burning, but it's more about getting rid of all the nastiness in your body and cleaning yourself out. And I do, I do, my, my hot flushes have calmed down. I'm afraid I'm that age where they happen. Um, and I'm clearer in the head and I have energy and actually I'm going to bed at night, not feeling tired, which is kind of weird. You know, that. Yeah. I need to change that a little bit because I need to go to sleep. But you know how you just feel like I'm good. I feel good. Yeah. So, and I'm only on like, I'm on my day six. So yeah. I guess. Yeah. Ask so me in all different journeys, yeah. but when, when we, yeah. our bodies are incredible, just give it great fuel. Yeah. Well, Leslie, maybe you can just share the one. You told me before we got on this uh, podcast about you've just done this three day juicing day. Yeah. So that's, I mean, and you know, that's incredible that you're, yeah. you know, you're, you're consuming things that you make and you had obviously had, had some great health impact. When can you just yeah. share some of that? Yeah, of course. Well, I totally drank the Kool-Aid, uh, of our juices a long yeah. time ago. Um, but a friend of ours, uh, recently wanted to do a three day wellness cleanse and he had never done it before. And so my daughter and I said, Oh, we'll do it with you. Yeah. And so Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of this week, we did this juice cleanse. Mm -hmm. I have not done a juice cleanse in a while. And it, it just amazes me every time I do it, how right. incredible, incredible I feel. You know, right. I, my, I just have so much energy, so much yeah. optimism, so much mental clarity, like you spoke yeah. about. And it just, it just reinvigorates my commitment to health. So sometimes yeah. I waver like everyone else and crackers, you know, are yeah. plant-based and well, yeah. okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was great. You, you look alive, alert, full of energy. So I know I can see it's not that like you'd never look like that, but I, you know, you're, you're zinging. I can feel it. Leslie. Yeah. It's I and then your last name is Zin. There we go. There it's you like go, baby. Energy. <laughs> <everywhere>. <laughs> <laughs> Loving it. 
Okay, so I want to learn a little bit more, Leslie, about you. So, you know, I know obviously your mother was a obviously a huge role model for you. Um, but you know, be and obviously she I'm not quite sure how much the business started before you got involved, but can what are some of the kind of pivotal moments for you leading you up to kind of realizing that you want to be an entrepreneur? Well, I have a very colorful background. Um okay. and so, you know, both of my parents were super overachievers. You know, my father got his PhD in Princeton and right. my mother skipped four grades. And so the mantra in our household was always be the best. And for the first decade, 12 years of my life, I followed that mantra. You know, I skipped a grade. I was a great athlete, et cetera, et cetera. But I kind of fell off course when I was 12. So from 12 to 20, my parents got divorced. Our home life became very disruptive. And I ventured into partying a lot. And by the time I got to college, I was getting into a lot more heavy stuff. And right. at the age of 20, I ended up in short-term drug and alcohol rehab here in Atlanta. Right. And uh, I did such a good job in short term treatment, that they came to my parents and they said, Hey, listen, Leslie's drug history is so heavy that if she doesn't get sober now she's going to die. And so they said, we think she needs to go to long term treatment. Right. And uh, off I went to New Jersey. Um, it was a 90 day program, supposedly. And 11 months later, I got out. Right. And they said to me, months. Hey, <laughs> you won't you can't go back to Atlanta yet. You need to go to a halfway house up here. Yeah. And I, I did that for six months. And then they said, yeah, you still need some more time to build your foundation. And so I spent three years, it was three years before I ever ended up back in Atlanta. And so I had this huge long period from 20 to 23 where I was rebuilding my life. You yeah, definitely, yeah. Honestly, I thought it was the end of my life and it was truly just the beginning. And mm -hmm. all the things that I learned uh, in those three years set me up to be an entrepreneur, you know, mm -hmm. simple things like make your bed every day, um, yeah. do the next right thing, suit up and show up no matter yes. what, yes. you know? Yes. Um, so uh, I feel incredibly blessed that that transition in my life absolutely transformed me as a human mm -hmm. um, and made me ready uh, to take on entrepreneurship when I did, you know, I had to return to college. I had not graduated yeah. college, you know, and so I had to go back to school. I didn't graduate college. I started college at 17 and I graduated at 25. Right. But come on, you went to, you went to Georgia Tech as yeah. well. So a smart woman who yeah. managed to pull herself off back together again and transform even further and put yourself through a very hard college. Yeah, but but let's be for real. When I interviewed to go, first of all, my father was a professor at Georgia Tech. Right. Okay, okay, so I got an interview. Okay? okay, and they look at me and they say, "Well, listen, your grades are not up to Georgia Tech standards." Right. Okay. I, you know, I'm like partying all the time. Yeah, and they told me you need to go to another school and improve your grades, and then you can reapply. Right. And that's what I did. Okay. So it wasn't just like, oh, I'm so smart, no. I can get it, get it. No, it was like, you need to do you the work. You have to graft at it. Yeah, you, you have to go do the do work. And we all work. need to do the work, baby. I agree with you. At some point, however lucky you might have had it, there's going to be a time if it's just been luck, you're going to have to do the work. Yeah. yeah. And um, <clears throat> I'm so glad that things worked out for you because I've, you know, 
I know of families where, you know, they do come back from those uh, um, rehabilitation centers too soon. And then it's, you're, you're back mixing with the wrong people again. <clears throat> and you're not right. ready to, and then it's detrimental. So I'm That's really- right. No, yeah. it, was, it was very, very few 20 year olds get sober and stay sober. Very yeah. few. Yeah. So it was a blessing. That's incredible. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. So um, present day, like what problem do you think you solve and what impact have you made? Well, I think that we are making it easier for people to be healthy, which there's a huge need in our community, not just in Atlanta, but going outside the Southeast. So the problem that we're solving is that we're making it easier for people to be healthy. And we're also providing education on how to do it. So some people will set foot in our stores and they have never eaten anything but a cheeseburger. And other people will set foot and they're raw vegan for five years. And so we need to meet people wherever they are on their journey and we need to provide them with the next right step for them because everybody mm -hmm. has a different journey to health. So that's yeah. the, the problem that we're solving. It's, it's a big problem and it's one that we're really excited to take on. And do you do anything, Leslie, around like educating people? Like we do. do you, yeah, what do you, you do there? Yeah, so we do a lot of education in, um, in the stores, but we also partner with local people like uh, the Urban Farm, we do some education classes with them. We also partner with some other people uh, locally and also up in Alpharetta. So, right. and we were, um, so we had a big plan to roll out cooking classes because a lot of people don't know how to prepare food healthfully, yeah. mm -hmm. but then COVID hit. And right. so people couldn't gather. So that's something that we're gonna start offering is okay. free cooking classes because it's great to feed somebody, but it's even better to teach them how to feed themselves. Definitely. Definitely. I love that. There's so much, much, yeah, education I imagine you can do. So I feel yes. like the journey can, I mean, it's going to be very exciting for Arden's Gardens. I can yeah. feel it. This is yeah. like, and I'm sure this has not been e easy. What well, I mean, and I'm sure this has evolved from so many things before that, but like, imagine we're 10 years down the line. What does this look like behind That's it? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Imagine That's really we'll have to talk about it. Imagine well, we will have to talk again. So so I love this next question, introspection question. If you were to do this all again, Leslie, would you do it all over again? 110%, of yeah. course. It has been the most incredible journey. Um, you know, when things got super hard, something amazing happened from it. Yeah. So for example, when we first bought our first plant in 2002, we moved in in 2003. And we got a phone call maybe three months after moving in from Publix. And they said, we're gonna stop taking your product starting tomorrow. Okay. I had been selling to Publix for five years. I, I just couldn't believe it. And the reason was Odwalla had been purchased by Coca-Cola and Coca-Cola wanted our shelf space. Right. And so I literally saw my like life flash before my eyes because we had just bought this plant and they were such a big part of who we were. Anyhow, um, I took the weekend to think about what's special about us versus Odwalla. Mm -hmm. You know, I came up with things like, well, we're healthier, we taste better, whatever. But then the real thing that I knew was that our customers were very loyal. And I wrote an email Monday when I came back to work 
I sent it to maybe 30 people and we put up some signs. I think at the time we had uh, three retail stores. Right. We put signs up in the retail stores that just basically said, hey, um, Publix has stopped carrying Arden's Garden. If you would like to be able to purchase Arden's Garden in Publix, or you just want to support small local business, yeah. please reach out to Publix because they will listen. And I knew that. I knew right. this about Publix because I had right. dealt with them for five years. They were just so customer centric. Right. So many people reached out to Publix that in three weeks, Publix called us back and they said, not only are we going to bring you back into the 40 stores that you were in, but we're going to bring you into the warehouse that will expand your reach 200 stores. Oh so, you know, what was just the most devastating thing yeah. at the time became the biggest blessing. Yeah. And that has happened repeatedly over the years just by continually providing great service and a great product yeah we're no we're not overnight sensations we've been doing right. this 28 years yeah, yeah you know but we just consistently provide the the goods and the service and and our growth keeps happening that is i mean to fight off coca-cola kind of thing i mean it's like you make okay, a through Publix, but you took on the goliath and you won and yeah. and it expanded i can't believe and there's so many lessons there isn't there about, about i mean surely you had good community again you knew your customer base yeah. uh you also knew your partner base it's just yes. so, yeah so many lessons there i didn't know that that's incredible so you so how many stores of Publix are is arden's gardens in 1200 so and continuing that story happened. yeah Go, but go figure, go yeah. 10 years later, maybe 15, I get an email that says, please call me. And it's from Publix, you know, oh God, that's the worst and of email. course my heart drops yeah. and yeah. I'm like, oh, here we go again, you know? Yeah. And um, it's a Publix buyer. And he said, I used to be a produce manager in Atlanta and I remember your product and I right. saw it in Whole Foods in North Carolina, why have you not grown with us? And I was like, right. I don't know, I'd love to grow yeah. with you. And so, yes. so through him and through the relationship that I had built over the years, we went from just Atlanta into six states. So right. we're in every single Publix. Right, that's incredible. And 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 then Whole Foods, that sounds like, yeah. is that, that on the cards? Is that, is that yeah. there already? Oh, is there? Okay. Yeah, so we, we've been yeah. with Whole Foods for at least 20 years. We are in uh, the their southeast region. It's okay. one of our initiatives that we want to grow into more regions with yeah. Whole Foods. Yeah. So, yes, uh, growth yeah. is always on our mind. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I'm so, I'm, I know it's not easy. I know that. And I know it hasn't been an overnight success, but I am very, I'm very impressed and your story is, is incredible. I just cannot, um, yeah, sorry, I'm just blown away. There's so, I've got so many things going through my mind and I need to drink more Arden's Gardens, obviously. <laughs> you know, it's like, I just need to do more of that. When I get off this thing I'm on, I'm moving on to this. This will okay. be my next thing. I love it. So We'll do a cleanse together. Yes, I would love that, Leslie. So tell me, like, this is our lovely bonus round, but I do want to know more about, like, about you. You've got four children. I'm sure you're busy, but what do you do outside of work? What makes you happy? Yeah, so um, I'm a later in life mom, right? I had my first kid at 35, and then I had my next three children at 40, 42, and 46. Okay. 
So, and not with any intervention other than my husband. So, um, <laughs> so, you know, being a later in life mom, um, my family is absolutely number one for me. Yeah. Um, I, I have devoted a lot of my life to Arden's sure. Garden and I'm still yeah. loving what we're doing. But so family, yeah. I would say 100%. The other things that I'm very involved in, I'm super involved in the recovery world. So I believe right. that if I can only keep it, if I give it away. Yes. So I do a lot of work with people in uh, 12 steps, whether they're, you know, sober 20 years or they're sober. I have a girl right now that's got 40 days oh my God. Um, right. or a woman. She's my age. Right. So, yeah, so I'm I'm very active there. And then besides that, I'm a big worker outer. I love yoga. I took it up about four years ago and I'm a devotee. And so, yeah. you know, between uh, work, family, yes. yoga and recovery, I've got uh, most of my bases covered. Yes, you do. You have a full life going on, which yeah. is wonderful. And I love that term. I can only keep it up if I give it away. I give away. it away. You can only keep it if you give it away. Can only keep it so i can only keep it yeah if i give it away yeah i like that i'm going to use that because it means it, like all of us when we started to realize that we can learn and be good at something and get better share it with other people that's right yeah so um i could i could spend ages talking to you leslie but, but um unfortunately we can't this podcast is gonna come to a close but i hope i get to meet you in person again soon it's been a absolutely while i've done that but thank you the conversation Conversation has been incredible. I know our listeners and our watchers will also enjoy it. But um, more importantly, I need to ask you connection. How can anyone get in touch with you? Yeah, sure. So to reach us through our website, it's ardensgarden.com. And on social media, it's Arden's Garden ATL. Right. And I would love to hear from anybody. It's very easy to get in touch with me um, through EO or any which way. I love to, I'd love to connect. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. It was my pleasure, Sarah. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And thank you to our audience. I hope you learned something today. There was actually quite a lot to learn from. I hope we made you laugh. I always like to try and make people laugh a little bit along the way. Um, but what, regardless, please tell people about this podcast. Share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your fellow entrepreneurs. Um, thank you once again, Leslie. It's been a very another very exciting episode of EO Atlanta's Taking Flight. See you guys next time. And so that wraps up another episode. Thank you for joining. For show notes and other episodes, visit us at takingflight.live. For more information about EO Atlanta, visit eoatlanta.org. Special thanks to the following sponsors.